Hi guys, this is Ash from the X Rental Show. I just wanted to let you know that this show was originally engineered to be a video cast as opposed to a podcast. We were always going to release the podcast alongside it, but unfortunately the powers that be at your Warners and your Disney's didn't really like that idea. So following multiple copyright blockings, um, despite there being no audio and uh, despite all these films being up on YouTube uh, and uploaded for free by multiple parties, we were unable to get it past their evidently very very strict firewall and appeals process so i just wanted to let you know there are going to be some references to clips throughout this season but i just want to give you a little bit of an explanation i don't think it really affects the quality of the final product uh, we're really happy with what we've done here and we really hope that you enjoy it too have a great day Hello guys and welcome to the inaugural episode of X Rental, a new YouTube show that myself and Ash Ward are embarking on in which we're transporting you back to the 90s video shop experience and looking at our personal favourite and our guest's personal favourite films from the 90s. My name's Brad Hansen and opposite me is Ash Ward, former host of Flick Talkers but I've been away for the game for about seven years. A little bit rusty, but we're getting there. Yes, indeed. We are uh, firm, long-term friends. We've been friends for way too long, half of my life at least. We met when we were teenagers and we both uh, sort of had a uh, a bond between each other when it came to movies in general, but particularly sort of 80s and 90s schlock um, was something that we tended to bond over. Um, so we decided to get Ash out of retirement, dust him off, and uh, see if he can hang with the big boys. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not the big boy. I'm with the big. I'm with the big dogs now. <laughs> yeah, hanging, rolling with the homies, boy. Speaking um, of, what yes. are your bona fides, Bradley? Oh, why should you listen to me? Oh. Yeah, your bona fides. What are you bringing to the table, Mister <laughs> Big Dog? Well, if you are here because of the things that I've done, I'm very sorry for what I'm about to put you through. But uh, you would have heard me doing the also rounds on Mike Munster's The Evolution of Horror podcast. You would have also heard me on other podcasts such as Stevie's Brain Rot, Zobo with a Shotgun, uh, Strong Language and Violent Scenes, A Year in Horror, uh, the Nicolas Cage podcast, all sorts of shit. I spread my opinions anywhere that people would let me do so. And we're on uh, the and, fucking telly. And we were actually, yes, uh, me and Ash were on um, a BBC3 TV programme back in 2015 called The Fear, which was hosted by a man with a handlebar carnival moustache. I can't remember the guy's name. No, I can't either. But I know that uh, mate who did the Blair Witch Project picked the wrong film at the end. He did, yes. Eduardo Sanchez was the judge. Uh, Ash, if you want to get a picture up of Eduardo Sanchez there, that'd be fantastic. And also, one of the man, whoever yes, that man was, obviously. he's never hosted anything since. He was an up-and-coming comedian, but I'm assuming that that being eight years ago now, it's more of the down and bin. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's touring with Lee Hurst, I imagine. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Speaking we've got... of the 90s, Jesus yeah, Christ. There we go. There we go. Um, I believe you've probably got a clip lined up, so hit them with the clips, show them how funny we were on national television. The big old country house in the middle of nowhere was certainly classic horror film fodder. I would never live in an old mansion because you're asking for trouble. 
If the power guys doesn't get you, the heating bills will. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So there you have it. That that that's the thing, isn't it? That's that's something that happened. Um, so yes, so that, I think that just doubled the viewership of the TV show, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think now four people have now watched the fear. So that's that's great. We really did think, I'll be honest with you, in 2015 that that was going to be like a launch pad to the stars. And uh, I think both of us only got spotted once off of the TV, we, like six episodes. Yeah, I got spotted at Leighton Orient when I went to the football and some guy went, oh, you from the fear? And I didn't know how to respond to that. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll see you later. <laughs> and uh, I got caught outside a gig in Camden. Someone said, are you on the fear? They also complained that they picked the wrong film. And I was with someone that doesn't really resemble you, but they thought that they were you. That it was, it was just a, a, a poorly dressed man. And um, and they took credit. They said, "Yeah, that's me." <laughs> so, honestly, in double... my defence, the poorly dressed man was only poorly dressed because some bastard stole the uh, the right to wear a Check lumberjack shirt. shirt. <laughs> yeah, we weren't allowed to wear anything with branding, and I really struggled because all my shirts have got gore and shit on them. Yeah. And, that's also uh, why the guy who turned up in the day side t shirt didn't appear in the final edit. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, that was that was the end of that, unfortunately. <laughs> So anyway, why are we here? What are we doing? The whole point we we were talking and, you know, the, a conversation that's been coming up it, this year is the the love or, or lack thereof of physical media. So many things recently um, have been re-edited, repurposed, taken away from us. Um, There's and... a whole strike off of the back of where we've oh. gone now from a point of view of uh, consuming media. Yes, exactly. So we thought... What a beautiful time to celebrate uh, the kind of advent of physical media in in film and where it all began. And that was, you know, in the 80s. But we've decided because we're children of the 90s to focus more so on the 90s video shop experience. And we're going to share with you now our own video shop origin stories where it all began, because I can say categorically hand on heart before we get into this, that if it wasn't for video shops, when we were growing up, we wouldn't be the film fans that we are now. So I'm Ash, sure why don't you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Our takes would be bad just on directed elsewhere. We'd both be football armchair pundits and it would be the worst thing you'd ever heard in your life. Uh, but so, Ash, why don't you hit them with your uh, your video shop origin story? I was a I consider myself to be very, very lucky of where uh, the era that I was born, the era that I grew up in, from a, a point of view of being able to have all of this access to a wide, wide variety of film. I had two video shops. So we had the big one on Harrow Road called Wizard Video. And, you know, they they they, they stopped the big boys. They were... This was pre-Blockbuster. Um, so they were the closest, I guess, to what a Blockbuster would be I would say in 2023, but well, be the closest to what a blockbuster was in 2003. But my heart really lies with Fernhead Road. Fernhead Road video, it didn't really have a name. And that was where all the good stuff was. That's where it was two brothers who ran it. Uh, they would go out of their way to get genre stuff in for me. It was a real indie setup. It was, it was the place where I had a note for from my mother to be able to rent uh, films that were 18 plus, 15 plus, because, I mean, this is going back to when I was like nine or 10, taking my pocket money over to the shop and spending it all on renting videos every weekend. Um, it's funny because I can still picture the inside of the shop like it was yesterday, the, the big clamshell cases with a little red tab on it if it was rented out. So there's 
no no multiple copies in this dojo it was it was one copy and if it was out tough shit uh they used to do three for three pound or uh one pound fifty for new releases which then went up to two pound much to my chagrin because two pound was my pocket money and uh that left nothing for chomps and luminous fizzy drinks and what was that is that bar and bar pops. fizzy drinks oh no so i didn't now wasn't a big panda pops guy I, no. I did like Tangy Tom's crisps though, which oh, yeah. are still knocking about, but uh, disgusting now. Or that could just be that my taste your palate, your palate <laughs> has become buds. refined. Yeah, well, mm, my my palate's been destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> that whole experience of the video shop opened my eyes to just anything way beyond what you'd be catching on TV. TV TV was always for the James Bond and for, for running The Great Escape and Zulu at Christmas. This is the place that introduced me to the heavy hitters like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Evil Dead 2, um, going into the 90s, uh, Nemesis. Uh, lots, lots of Christopher Lambert vehicles. And, uh, yeah. It sounds a lot more fancy if you call him Lambert. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen <laughs> Fortress with Lambert? um and then and and that it stayed that way until i moved away in 2000 and after that point blockbuster stepped in expendable you know having expendable income from working a part-time job stepped in so you are just going buy the stuff but that that's where the movie fan was made and what about you brad so i grew up in a town called camberley in surrey shout out that my crew my mandem in <laughs> exactly how they refer to each other in Cali. Yes. Yeah, or in, unless they're at the Agincourt moshing away. Um, and we had a local local chain uh called Hits Video. There was one on the Frimley Road and there was one in Camberley Town Centre. Um there was a guy what similar to you that my mum had kind of had a word with and said, Listen, he's getting into some weird shit. I can't be asked to keep bring, bringing him down here. It's kind of fine if you let him have it, like within reason, like use your discretion. I then bumped into this man like 15 years later at a Weatherspoons on Christmas Eve. And it was um, really illuminating that my mother let me be near him. But, you know, it was my mum was going through a divorce. She could, Mel role models were slim pickings at that point. So <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Uh, so I used to go down to Hits Video without fail and rent all kinds of stuff. Similar to you, uh, on my 10th birthday, I was allowed uh, two 15 rated horror films for a sleepover. And I picked Killer Clowns from Outer Space and uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which uh, don't tell me I don't know how to program uh, good double bills because that is that is sweet and sour. The right mental there. and the maudlin. Yes, it was uh, overwrought and tawdry at the same time. It was wonderful. So, yeah, that's where my love of horror and you know, intrigue came from. And I just used to be fascinated by cover art. And I think cover art was such an important thing because it would make the shittest film look like the best thing you've ever seen in your life. And there have been so many examples of that, like uh, Bud the Chud, Chud 2, uh, that has like seared into my brain as times of its art, you know, its artwork. But, you know, retroactively, that is not a particularly strong film. And what I loved about that horror section, which was kind of hidden away almost like the porn dungeon um where you know you'd have to kind of almost go through like curtains to get to it it felt so salacious and illicit to be in there and it i think a a lot of film goers are are drawn to the illicit right and things that we can't we shouldn't see or we're told we're not allowed to see at the ages of 10 11 12 13 
and that's really the genesis of where my horror loving came from and then later on when at school they said do you, you know what do you want to do for work experience I said I want to work in the film and tv industry I've always wanted to and they said don't worry and I'm thinking I'm going to be a runner I'm going to be on casualty nah they put me at blockbusters in fucking Blackwater and I did two <laughs> weeks there but it was two of the best weeks of my life and they offered me a job when I turned 18 and they let me put stuff on pvt previously viewed tape x rental uh hence why we have the uh the name of the top the, the show and um they let me have a free rental every day and it was just the best fucking two weeks of my life and i wish i could go back and relive it again because otherwise i would have stopped myself from watching the rage carry too uh, but couldn't stop it and now i love that film and do you say it's it's good that you say about the the artwork to, to these videos because that is such a major point and that's something that we are going to be discussing going forward um, because they are just seared into your mind there's so many horror films to this day that I've not seen because the cover freaked me out just a little bit there are also others that I have now seen and kind of think oh, I wish I'd left that just to the cover for example uh, sometimes they come back it was a bad short story Stephen and it was an even worse film um, good cover though very very good cover and i think it was a combination yeah. of that and the uh the coming attractions when you're when you when you when you rent out a video and that was on there and there was something about the trailer which got under my skin and uh That's... it took the longest time to, to go and visit it and it's a nothing film well, that's another beautiful thing about these rental stores is the trailers and you would learn about new films coming out and those trailers were the only way you uh, you know say for reading magazines like neon hot dog and total film and empire that it was a way to learn about new films and even those like two three minute teaser trailers of you know the forthcoming attractions or uh, attractions associated with the film that you're watching was such a thrill in itself because you're like i've got to see that i've got I've, I've got to see clown house obviously don't see clown house because of what happened yeah <laughs> it's these kind of these uh, trailer memories kind of it's something not to not to sound like the old man like oh it was better in my day but it's it's a an experience that I feel like younger generations have been robbed of because of the advent of YouTube everything's at your fingertips uh, I was I was bemoaning it recently about going to the cinema and you just I I'd seen all of the trailers before the film there was never any surprise there was never uh, no longer that feeling of oh what's this oh when's that coming out oh I can't wait to see that that all came from sitting down in front of the TV on a Saturday afternoon, having rented Apex and, and seeing the latest De Laurentiis film trailer uh, pop up and just going, oh yes, in six months time, that's mine. I'm, I'm front row, not front row centre, front screen centre in, in your own front room. Yep, on the CRT and then it goes dark and you see your hideous child face in the reflection <laughs> like am i part of the movie that's part of, there's a there's certainly uh someone more uh well read than ourselves could probably make a strong point for that you know seeing a reflection of yourself in the movie i'm sure there's something in that some one of the freudian scholars will be able to pick that apart i mean it's both a blessing and a curse all all of these, these video shop experiences are both the reason i am like i am for better or worse <laughs> Ultimately, why have we picked the 90s? Other than it being, as you say, where we came of age, where we became, we started to form our personality at this point. It was also the decade where indie cinema came to the fore. It was There was a wide variety of films, cinematically and straight to video. 
I would argue as well, also the last decade to produce auteurs. Paul Thomas Andersons, your Tarantinos, your Wes Andersons. I haven't really seen any post-millennium. It's it's a it's a hell of a decade. I think what's so great about the nineties is its its variedness, shall we say? I think you you know you're seeing mid budget. Leave the words variety. <laughs> yes, uh, you're seeing a lot of um, mid budget comedies. You know that you wouldn't see being produced today because they're just not worth the money to produce them anymore. And there was such a a, a varied. The the nineties is such a a fucking chaotic decade. Like nothing really makes sense and it's a, you know an often maligned decade i would say certainly from even from a, a a cinematic perspective you know although there are some absolute stone cold bangers that everyone knows came from the 90s there's a lot that has been relegated to you know not available on any physical media that you know maybe a, a crappy dvd that you can get hold of now but there's so many films from the 90s like nemesis that you were speaking about earlier and fortress with lambert where They've got such. They've got a, a real distinct look, production value, style that you just it it can't be replicated. Even Mortal Kombat, for example, is also so starring. I believe it's Mortel Kombat. Mortel Kombat, uh, starring Christophe Lambert. Um, he like they they have such an individualistic style that you know we had a remake of Mortal Kombat in a couple of, a couple of years ago, and while it's quite quite good fun and su- surprisingly good fun. It's not a patch on that kind of '90s video aesthetic. That forgot it existed. Oh, the, no, the remake. Yeah, no impact whatsoever. Whereas, as I was saying, yeah, I'm looking at your face, and and it, you you were like, I remember. State. I remember being kind of looking forward to seeing it, and now that you've mentioned it, I was like, oh, I remember seeing it, and it leaving no impact whatsoever. There you go. Whereas Mortal Kombat 1995, you just have your to say Mortal Kombat. Soul is mine. It's impossible to to even say the name of the film without wanting to scream it. <laughs> also, well, I mean, it's an episode. It's a film we're absolutely going to cover somewhere down the line. Um, also, one of those films that's proof that no one can run upstairs in films and look cool at the same time. <laughs> There's no way of doing it. There's just yeah. no way of starting out no. of it. With so- one exception. But that's the 2000s. Aragorn in Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. I wouldn't know. I don't watch wizard no. shit. No, you don't. Um, you just so yeah, Harry Potter films, though, don't you? I was forced to. What will um, I do for love? Under duress. <laughs> uh, so as you can probably tell by this intro episode, don't expect high production values or quality editing or uh, interesting and insightful conversation. But you can... Well, I resent that. There might be some good editing. There may be. There's going to have to be. Honestly, but what I will say is what you're going to, you know, what you're missing in that, what you're going to get is enthusiasm in spades. And one of the great things is we've obviously selected a few of our personal favorites from the 90s. We've got like, what was it, 56,000 films to pick from? Just a couple. Yeah, just a couple. Just a few. So we've picked a few of our own. So there'll be episodes coming up in the future that will just be myself and Ash um, discussing uh, films that are our favorites that we've brought to the table to each other. Some we've both seen, some. I've never seen some he's never seen. Is there any that you've never seen? There's one that I haven't seen in a very long time. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and, but not only that, we're very pleased to announce that we've got a few guests joining us along the way. We've roped in a few uh, of our nearest and dearest to come along, share with us their video shop experiences. But also we've set them the really stupid task of saying, pick one film from the 90s that speaks to you or speaks to your 90s experience. 
So with that in mind, I thought I'd just share with you who we've got coming on to season one of X Rental. In no particular order, uh, we have the host, producer, horror extraordinaire, owner of the evolution of horror, Mike Munzer is going to come and join us and talk about one of his favourite films from the 90s. Also, pulling from the EOH bench, we've also got Becky Dark, also from Don't Point That Horror At Me and the Eerie Indiana pod coming in to talk about what we would say is a, a bit of a banger of a 90s movie. I don't want to spoil what it is, obviously, but she's picked a uh, a seminal 90s classic. Also, we've got Louise Blaine, our veritable own games master and also EOH alum coming in to talk about arguably the biggest film of the 1990s. And finally, uh, Steph and April uh, from the podcast The Thirst will come in and uh, be talking to us about a grim and grimy thriller from the 90s as well so some absolutely stonking guests from the uh for the first season ash absolutely i thought i'm pretty proud of what we've got so yeah some really exciting guests and we're really happy to have them on board and fingers crossed you guys enjoy the chats too uh but that's going to be it for this intro episode you know what we are you know what we're planning on doing we're going to be celebrating all things video all things x rental all things 90s uh, so if you are interested in following along on this journey, hit that fucking subscribe button. Give us a follow on X Rental YT on. It fucking pains me to say it, X, not Twitter. It's, it's, it's Twitter. Twitter. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. Uh, give us a follow on there. We've got uh, an account on there. And if you're interested in what we're up to personally as well, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Had Branson and Ash. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, Ash Diggs Films, um, and I'm also on Letterbox Ashing35, although don't expect anything more than some star ratings. Nothing smart and quippy like Bradley over there. Yeah, listen, that's why I've got the numbers on LB, and you've got fucking a pittance, because you don't give the people what they want, and that is sad, pithy little one-liners with very little thought putting into them. Into them. Well, I bet they're really looking forward to the rest of the episodes now. I <laughs> oh, know. Tell me about it. <laughs> anyway, guys, until next time, until next week, we'll see you back at the video shop.